God wants every single Christian to be strong. And the strength that we are talking about is not being strong as the world sees it. And the church should also be a place that can attract people to come and come again. Become interested in what your father is doing. Become interested in the fact that we want to operate Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek him first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Are you ready? Welcome to the Supernatural Word with Samuel B. Sawyer. Expect a positive change in your life through the power of God's word. He is the head pastor of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, a branch of Catch the Anointing Center, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by the prophets, Dakiwad Mills. Today, he speaks about lessons on loyalty. Come, let's enjoy a lovely series. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2, 1, 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found handsome what bible are you reading let's take it again those of you who can who don't have a bible i think it's on the projector one two moreover it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful king james faithful that's the word that is synonymous with loyal Faithful means loyal. Faithful means what? Loyal. It means reliable. It means steadfast. It means always there. If you are, how do you call it, uh, an inexperienced person, you will think that it is the gifted or talented person who qualifies to be a minister of God or a pastor. But this scripture is telling us that the principal qualification for every minister is what? Faithfulness or loyalty. Hallelujah. Can I rely on you? Can you be relied on? We talked a few things about loyalty. We also said large ministerial team, so many people to help. If you are climbing a high mountain, you need so many people to help you. Do you understand? And if you are interested in going far in life, you cannot just do it alone. And to have people working with you, you need them to be loyal with you. Full stop. I hope you understand what I'm saying. We also said to have a long-lasting ministry. The Christianity is not uh, as, um, a short distance. Christianity is long distance. Everybody say long distance. One of the classic stories in the Bible, which excites many times I think about it, is Matthew 25. A couple of stories there Jesus said. But one of the stories Jesus said was about the parable of the talents. And in that story, he said the kingdom of heaven is... Am I allowed to teach? This is a teaching, it's not a preaching, so bear with me. Your mind needs to be here. A king of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, I'm paraphrasing, called the servants, gave unto them talents. He gave one five, he gave one two, he gave another one. And the Bible says, after a long time, that is the interesting thing. Everybody say, long time. If you're a Christian, you must not think that you're a Christian just for a short time. Of course, God can call any of us at any time. Jesus went at 33 and a half. There are people who come to church just to come and be part of the church so that they can marry. And after that, Otilo. But that's very dangerous. If you're a Christian, your mind must be that I am there for the long haul. I'm there for the long haul. It's, it's, it's a long, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon. Are you listening to me? 
So after a long time, the Bible said the master came and he recognized them. He decided to make account. I gave you five talents. What have you done? I gave you two talents. What have you done? I gave you one talent. What have you done? All of us, we're going to account one day for what we have received. All of us. Some of you are gifted people. Some of you have talents. Some of you, God has given you things. Some of you, God is even expecting that there are things you do in the church. But you are waiting. You said, I'm waiting. Uh, why haven't you paid your tithe? My tithe is too small. I'm waiting when my tithe gets bigger. But we need your faithfulness even in the small. Jesus said, whoever is faithful in little is faithful in much. Who understands what I'm saying? Don't say I'm waiting. If you cannot serve God now, when else are you going to serve God? Christianity is a long distance something. When the master came and he was checking, you see, it looks as if he would not come. When somebody is traveling, the Bible says he took his journey into a far country. It's like far. Sometimes you think that the day of accountability will never come. But it will come. If you think about it, you will do what you are doing here now. That's why the Bible says we should pass the time of our journey on this earth. The time of our journey. We should pass it in fear. Knowing that one day, I will say one day. You see, you can be so, um, how do you call it? Uh, you can be so fixated it, with what's going on now. That you forget that a time will come. And I'm talking to everybody here because one day I'm also going to give an account for you. In Matthew 25, verse 21, the Bible says, When the master came back, the Lord said to the servants, He said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful in a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Are you listening to me? Verse 23 said the same thing. That, uh, how do you call it? Uh, that that, that uh, good and faithful servant. We, we must be interested in hearing these words one day. Good and faithful. Good and loyal. But if your mind is just, oh, today and tomorrow, one step logic, you will not go far. So I'm teaching this subject from the depth of my heart, praying to God that somebody will renew his mind and transform his life with these words. Is somebody learning? Decide to learn something today or this series. So, lessons on loyalty. I'm going to give you a few lessons on loyalty. A lesson as um, something we learn. We learn. When you go to school, we have, you're a teacher. We have lessons. Do you still have lessons? Do you still have lessons in school? Lesson one, lesson two. Change lesson, please. Do you still have it? Oh, please. Do you still have lessons? I'm in school. But lesson is something that we learn. Is it not so? So I'm praying that we will learn something from the topic loyalty, which we can apply in our lives. Say amen. Somebody sitting here saying, my pastor, but you don't know what is happening to me. I need money. If you can learn the lessons of loyalty for all you know, that is the key that will unlock the wealth and the money that you have been looking for. If you are that one, let me hear loud. Amen. So lessons on loyalty. Are you ready for the lessons on loyalty? I don't know how much time I have, but wherever we get to and we have to stop, we will stop. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. 
my desire and my prayer is that we will be people who can learn. Somebody said some time ago, he said the future is for the learning. Those who can be able to learn. There are people who stop learning the day they finish their West Africa examination. What was that exam's name? Wasi, West Africa. Wasi, how do you say it? We've even forgotten the name of the exam. West Africa certificate. The day we finished the last paper, English part two, we dropped the pen, we have stopped learning. Because what did they say? I have finished school. We have finished the school. At JSS3, you have finished the school. Hey! Lessons on loyalty. My prayer is that we will learn. How many of you are ready to learn some lessons? Three people on this side. God bless you, soldier. And I've come to realize that there's one thing to learn. Can I say this thing? Can I say this thing to somebody? Don't, don't, don't get angry at me, please. I have come to, say that, to see that there's one thing to learn. Everybody say learn. And there's another thing to apply what you have learned. In Africa, we have many people who have been to Oxford University, one of the best universities. They've studied abroad, they have their masters, and I'm not against masters. I'm not against degrees. I have a few. I'm not against all those things. But there's one thing to learn, and there's one thing to apply what you have learned. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it's a very popular scripture for so other things. The Bible says are true, for so other things are honest, for so other things are pure, for so other things are lovely, for so other things the Bible says have a good report, for so other things are worthy of praise. What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to think on them. Are you listening to me? You're supposed to think on them. When you go to school, they teach you something. You're supposed to learn and meditate on it. The next verse is very interesting. Paul was telling the Philippians, he says that what things, I'm paraphrasing, so allow me, what things, or the things which you have both learned and received the things which are both anytime they say both is talking about what two i will say two sure the things which you have both learned and received i was thinking why would he say learn and receive then i realized that you can learn something but probably not receive it and what's the proof is there a thing that you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me that is paul is speaking paul is the one who said follow me as i follow christ and seen in me he said what are you supposed to do with that just one word i will say one word two letter word what is that word what is that word do the things which you have both learned and received everybody say learn and receive you see i'm teaching on lessons on loyalty and it's important that you have the mind that I'm going to learn something and I'm going to receive something. Say amen. If you don't have the mind, it's as, as probably useless you even came to church. Forgive me for saying. Oh yes, there's a blessing in the worship. There's a blessing in the offering. There's a blessing in dancing. But what's the point if you will not be a doer of the word? The blessing is in the doing, the Bible says. The same man is blessed in his deeds. And Paul is saying the things that you have both learned 
and received. Look at doctors, for example. As you look at what? Doctors. They know almost everything that can be known about the physical uh, being. I, I, I admire doctors. I was telling this nurse. I mean, the one that I was speaking to that I admire you people. Yeah. I was telling she and another nurse. Because I myself, I don't like, I don't like this. What did Dr. Chemia mean? I don't like anything to do with medicine, whether it is traditional medicine, Western medicine, Chinese medicine. I don't like it. Taking medicine. How mm, many mm, 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 mm. of you are like me? When they are giving me injections, eh? When they are giving me injections, Where is the other lady? Where is um, the other nurse? Where is um no Lois? Where is Lois? One I won't tell you if you like stories too much. Take a doctor who knows so much about the body, he knows about the pancreas, he knows about the, 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 the which part of the body again. The liver. The way you are looking at me as if you are robots. You don't have body parts. Ah, I mentioned some. They take care of what? The heart. So, some, someone, somebody said, my kidney is paining me. My kidney. They take care of the bones. They take care of everything. I was at a post-mortem once. A guy was doing the post-mortem. You know post-mortem, they cut people up. And the doctor was smoking. The doctor who knows that smoking, those of you who smoke, remember what was written on the box. The Surgeon General, something, something says that smoking is dangerous for your health. Who, who knows better than the doctor, than the surgeon? Of, who knows better about health? Please, you. Mm, you. Front desk officer. You. Teacher. You, what, what, what work do you do? What work do you do? Accounting, you do with money. You and the doctor, who knows more about the body? The doctor. You are the doctor. Was, shh, shh. Well, how many of you know the doctor's small? He has learned about the body, but he has not received it for himself. That's why a lot of us are. We hear preaching we hear but we don't it's like pastor give it to them preach are you with me Priest, like you are quiet i don't know why you are quiet yeah the things which you have both learned and received you learn and receive and had and seen in me you are supposed to do them put your hands together for the lord somebody how many of you are going to try and do what the word of god is saying seven people on this side May the Lord have mercy on us. Are we going to learn? And are we going to receive it? Are we sure? If not, let me just stop the preaching. Let's, let's go and dance koliko or something. If, if, if you are not going to use the word for anything, then there's no point in hearing it. Mercy. When we say lessons on loyalty, lesson number one, loyalty demands full
persuasion. Everyone say full persuasion. Full, not full. F-U-L-L. Full. Full persuasion. To be persuaded means to be convinced about something. Amen. To be persuaded means to be what? Convinced about something. If you see any wedding, not any, but most weddings, it means a guy has money to con, con, con. If you don't add the veins, it's not nice. You have to add it. But if you stop a con, it looks as if it's deception. It's not so. A corny girl, no. But in other words, a guy has money to convince a girl to come and wed. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And the girl needed to be persuaded that this is the man I'm going to follow for the rest of my life. Because no matter who you are, once you join your chariot with another chariot, you are going in the direction of that chariot. Who understands what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you join your chariot with that chariot, if you go and marry a drunkard, forgive me, your house will smell of booze all the time. And slaps. And insults. A drunkard has come home. Of course. Of course, now I him. Oh, darling. Why are you so drunk? I'm so not anyone. Now, of course, did I that way? Sure. A drunkard. That is your lot. That is why we believe in marriage counseling. Six months. A friend of mine was going to get married, and I asked her why. She told me the dates, then later she told me that the dates have been postponed. And I asked why. I said, well, the church elder says we should, we should shift the dates. Now, listen carefully. When I checked, not knowing that the church elders really wanted the couple to be sure that they wanted to marry. Because there are so many reasons why people marry. I've told this story before. I bought a car years ago from a certain uh, guy. When I was buying it, he sold it at a price which was quite good. But when I went into it, not knowing that he had gone to impregnate a lady, and the lady's father was like some chief or something, and the lady's father was now putting pressure on the guy to marry. So he was, and he needed money, so he had to sell his car to go and pay for the bride price. Maybe he was not even fully convinced, but it's like, Charlie, I didn't know. My circumstances. I'm talking about loyalty demands full persuasion. You must be fully convinced in your heart about anything you are involved in. To be a committed member of a ministry team requires what we call full persuasion. I will say full persuasion. Full persuasion. Full. Full. Now listen carefully. If you're going to be loyal to me, you have to be sure about me. True or false? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be sure. Am I somebody you can trust? Am I somebody you can trust? The way you're looking at me, I don't know whether I should. Am I, Priscilla, am I somebody you can trust? Everybody's here, so you're saying yes. Am I somebody who is what I am claiming to be? Bishop said, and I'm reading from Bishop's book, he said, I once asked some pastors 
what will make people stop talking about me? Bishop was, Bishop Dag, you're saying he asked some pastors. Because if you're a pastor, people talk about you. If you're a pastor, people talk about you. Some of you after church, you'll be talking about me. Even before you get out of it, you'll be talking about me. You say, ah, we went to that church. They said it was a Thanksgiving service. But I don't see what you're seeing. I don't see that. He said, what? Lessons on loyalty. What is lesson on loyalty and Thanksgiving? I'm the pastor. I'm preaching what the Lord has laid on my hand. When you're also a pastor of your church, you can also preach what God is telling you. Is somebody being blessed? If you are being blessed, let me hear a loud amen. amen. One person gave the right answer. She said, if you stop doing the work of the ministry, people will stop talking about you. Oh, yes. There are certain uh, jobs, once you start doing it, like they say, for example, in Ghana, Ghana is full, all the population of Ghana. All the population of Ghana? Ah. You see, I told you that some people have stopped school. I've finished. All the population of Ghana, I hear 19. Where? 28? 29.77. I hear Ghana has 29.77 football coaches. Everybody is a football coach. Certain jobs, once you do it, everybody has something to say. Who understands what I'm saying? Well, as a pastor, I'm standing here. You can see me, so you have something to say. Why is he so this? Why is he? He didn't comb his hair. Why is he? Why is he not smiling? Why is he moving up and down? Why is he standing still? Why is he this? Why is he? Uh, I was about to say, why is his stomach big? Well, that part when I say, you look at my stomach. <laughs> no, everybody has something to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus was accused. Yeah, I'm saying loyalty demands full persuasion. Jesus was what? Accused. All of us who are following Jesus, we should know that the person we are following was accused. They spoke about him. People don't want to become leaders because they think that they will criticize them. Many people in the Bible you can see. When there was an absence of leaders, the Bible said, time will come, there will be an absence of leaders. And one will go and hold their brother. This is in the book of, um, how do you call it? Um, um, somewhere I've forgotten the Old Testament. One will go and hold their brother and say, you have money, you have clothing. Be thou a ruler over us. And then you say, no, I don't want to be a ruler. People don't want to be in leadership because they think people will talk about them. Who understands what I'm saying? Yeah. And Jesus was accused. Listen to the accounts, some of the Bible versions of how Jesus was accused. And then we'll be closing. I'm saying this because if you are going to be a loyal person, number one, I'm saying loyalty demands full persuasion. Everyone say full persuasion. And one of the ways actually by which there can be full persuasion is when there's openness. Everyone say openness. Yeah, because openness breeds full persuasion. When I'm with you and I'm open, you can see one of the people that I like being with is this gentleman by the camera. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's his temperament or whatever, but he's a very open person. I'm not saying you should also be an open book for everybody to read. No, that was also too extreme. Everything that you say, you do. Everything you do, you say. No. But it's nice when you have somebody who is open. As compared to somebody who is always closed up, you can't see what he's thinking, you don't know what is in his mind. How many of you want to marry somebody like that? Every time Charlie cack. When I was in school, there was a guy like that. We used to call him Devil's Nyas. His face, a handsome guy, but I see his face was like the bottom of a dead devil.
There was a man in this country like that. Doesn't smile, he doesn't talk. Listen, openness. I would say openness. Being open, you are in a relationship. Every day, you are wearing new clothes. Every two months, you change your phone. You used to use iPhone 5. No, let's start from techno. The next time you are using, uh, 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 what? What? In Phoenix, Samsung, iPhone. Every you are changing. Meanwhile, the work that you do, they pay you 300 CDs. When your boyfriend asks you, you say, oh, eh, eh, nyami. Oh, God has blessed me. <laughs> what? No, there's something wrong. You need to be open and say, probably my uncle in Italy or something. I hope you understand, but every time, it's like you are changing clothes, you are doing this, but we can't see, seem to see where your uh, wealth is coming from. Is somebody here with me? Openness about finances. Let those who matter know the source of everything you have. Do not be a mystery personality. I'm teaching somebody here. I'm teaching somebody to be able to be a loyal person. I'm teaching somebody to be able to have loyal followers. You can't say I'm the boss, so everybody should just go to. They are thinking. Don't think people don't think. When I sold my car two years ago, and I didn't have a car, I mentioned it in the church, you know so. I had to mention it. Two years ago, I sold my car. For two years, I didn't have a car. You don't even know. But I said it. Because if I don't say it, and then I have another car, that car you will notice. But when I, two years I don't have a car, that one you will not notice. Lord, Lord, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell you, I'm a trained architect. In as much as I'm a full-time pastor. The last time my brother-in-law, who's an architect in America, he came to church, I introduced him. He's an American, he's an architect with the UN. When I say some of these things, it makes you know that it is not your tight that I want to come and chop. It is very, very, very intentional. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Openness about finances. The way you are quiet, I'll close the service very soon. Some pastors, when they are asked, how did you get this expensive car? They say, oh, the Lord has provided. We know that the Lord has provided, but how did he provide it and through whom? Thanks for joining us. Today we learned lessons on loyalty. Loyalty demands full persuasion. We hope you have been blessed by this message. Join us same time next week as Samuel continues this message. Next time on Supernatural Word. Be convinced about who you are with, no matter the stories that is happening. And we are human beings prone to frailties. But that's not what your emphasis should be. And sometimes some of the stories are not even true. Are you listening to me? In this case, when all sorts of questions arose concerning this character, Bishop said, I had a hard time explaining to the people. Ironically, my church members were now questioning my integrity. That was a great lesson to me. Sometimes it is good to explain certain issues as they develop. As they develop. Instead of just waiting for the whole thing to blow up. Hello, I'd like to invite you to give your life to Jesus. It's probably the most important decision you can ever take in your life. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, there's judgment. But you can change all that. Pray with me. Say after me, close your eyes, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You died for me on the cross. 
I was a sinner going to hell, but you loved me and you gave your life for my sake. Today, I repent. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I'll follow you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. If you pray this prayer, you're born again child. We like to know you. We like to fellowship with you. Hey, join us. Let's worship God together as we wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for your time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Use your faith to move all mountains in your way. To contact us for counseling, prayers, and ministry materials by Bishop Dakiwad Mills, such as the Macarius, the Mantano, and the latest edition, Speak the Word, that is Macarius in audio format, and also Samuel Sawyer's book, Winning the Battles of Life. Call or message us on plus 233-248-906-776 or send an email to sambisawyer at gmail.com. Finally, Write to us and share your testimony on how this broadcast has been a blessing to you. See you next time and stay blessed.